I'm Dee Dee. And I'm Jen. And this is Murder on My Street. Okay, Jennifer. Uh, <laughs> what's whose street are we on tonight? What type of bullshit is going down in somebody's neighborhood? Oh Lord, wait till you get a load of this one. All right. We are on Ocean Boulevard in Coronado, California. Fancy. So fancy, the house has a name, <gasps> the Spreckles Mansion. Ew. Yes, not even named after the person living in it. Oh. So let's start on July 11th, 2011. A 911 call came in. Six-year-old Max Shackney was lying on the floor of the mansion with a spinal cord injury and head trauma. Oh, no. His scooter lay across his legs. In the house at the time were Rebecca Zahau, the 32-year-old girlfriend of Max's father, Jonah, and Rebecca's younger sister, Zena. Mm -hmm. Zena was in the shower, and Rebecca was in the bathroom on the first floor, emerging as she heard a crash. Which I can't even imagine. I oh my god, just oh. That's never what you want to hear. Oh. She came running to find Max lying on the floor, surrounded by glass. She yelled at Zena to call nine one one. So Zena made the nine one one call. Okay. When the paramedics arrived. Rebecca would say that he was mumbling the word ocean over and over again. Ocean. ocean is the name of the dog. Their dog. Okay. So there was are several chasing, theories. Chasing the dog. Yeah, there are several theories on what happened to him. Since his scooter was laying across his legs, some people have theorized that he was either trying to ride the scooter down the railing which he's six years old that's really hard for me to I mean that's a lot I mean you know I I know that six-year-olds are capable of a lot but I don't know if they're gonna Tony Hawk it down the the banister well and I could imagine him riding it in the halls and like trying to go down the stairs with it but Where he was laying, clearly that was not the way he went down. Mm -hmm. Some people think maybe he was playing with his ball and his ball got stuck on the chandelier and he stood on his tiptoes and used his scooter Scooter. to reach out and grab the chandelier, but it pulled him back and over the banister and he fell at that point. When the EMTs arrived, he was unresponsive and not breathing. And Rebecca reportedly said several times Dina is going to kill me as the paramedics worked on Max. Dina is Max's mother. 
oh, this is terrible. This is just horrible because clearly this is an accident. You know, you, you have to, you know, she was in the bathroom. Things can happen so quickly with kids. So fast. And it's easy to judge parents. It's much harder to actually put yourself in the parents' shoes. Or in this case, I mean, imagine being the girlfriend and the ex-wife already fucking hates you. And you're bonded with this child. Right. Who now has had a serious fall and you don't while know you were yeah like. yeah while on your watch and it's just because you know you put yourself you try to put yourself in the shoes of the girlfriend she feels terrible I'm sure the mother who is like you know this is my child I mean it's just I, I can't even imagine I can't, I can't I, I can't imagine the pain, the anger, the the sorrow, just all of it. Exactly. Ugh. It just happens so fast. Yeah. So he was taken to Rady Children's Hospital and placed in ICU. Mm-hmm. Rady's is great. An investigative company that was hired by his mother later concluded that they could find no way that Max went over the banister without foul play involved. Hmm. But the police ruled it an accident. They did feel like it was an accident. And she was very close to the child. And I don't feel like if you did something to that child, you're going to be muttering, Dina is going to kill me. Right. I mean, her first thought was, oh, my God, this child's mother is, is going to be devastated. And it's going to get worse for Rebecca. Oh, boy. So she's forced to pick up Dina's twin sister, Nina. Wait a second. Just stop. You stop it right there. I didn't name them. What? Okay. So they're twins, right? I don't want to leave that out. Correct? Yes. Okay. And mom and dad creatively said, oh, my sweet babies, I'm going to name them Edina Dina and Zina. Nina. Nina. Wait, who's Zina? Zina is Rebecca's younger sister. Oh, my God, friend. I can't. No, I can't. It's too many. It's too we'll many. We'll take her out of this in just a second. But the mere fact that there is a Zina, Dina, and a Nina, and this Pinta and the Santa Maria. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Can you name all those boats? The Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. But that colonizer came over i don't care christopher columbus (laughs) didn't discover nothing nope got lost he raped raped and pillaged fuck christopher columbus and as we're recording this it is june 19th happy juneteenth yes and and fuck christopher columbus now and forever continue sorry dad (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you can't say sorry like that because there was no <laughs> apology in that sorry. <laughs> I have to. He might listen. He won't. He doesn't know how to download a podcast. Who am I kidding? <laughs> Stop it. Uh, okay. So Rebecca had to pick up Dina's twin sister, Nina, from okay. the airport. You can imagine how that went. Nina grilled her. And then she stated that she felt Rebecca was evasive in her answers about Max's fall. But she wasn't in the room when it happened. So I don't know what Nina was expecting from her. Yeah, if you're getting grilled by now, this would be the Dina's the, twin sister, the, the aunt. Mom. Yeah, so the mom's. Okay, sister. I mean, if if all you're going to be asking is, so what happened? What did you see? Uh, well, I was on the toilet and I came out and I heard a crash. Was that Steve that just walked behind me? Yes, but what was so <laughs> awesome was his face when he realized you were recording. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. No. Okay, so she's getting grilled by, so where were we? Okay. By the Santa Maria. Yes, Christopher Columbus. So Nina was grilling her on the ride, and she didn't feel that Rebecca was giving her answers. She felt like she was being evasive, Mm -hmm. but... I think there's only so much you can tell when you weren't in the room when something happened. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if, if she's thinking it's evasive or Rebecca is like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I didn't see it. I came in after it all happened. I don't know. Right. What do you want from me? Yeah. So the next day, July 12th, Rebecca dropped Zena off at the airport. So now we'll take her out. Okay. Her her younger sister. Cutting okay. her trip short because obviously you're not gonna want to keep your younger sister in town through all of this. Right. And while she dropped off Zena, mm-hmm. she picked up Jonah's brother Adam. Okay. Reports on Max, reports on Max at that point were that he was stable and possibly even improving. So that night, Jonah, Adam, and Rebecca had dinner together before Mm -hmm. Jonah returned to the hospital to be with Max. Okay. And Adam and Rebecca returned to the Spreckles mansion. Okay. So it's now Jonah's at the hospital. Yes. Um, Rebecca, The the girlfriend, is now back home with the boyfriend's brother. Yes. Okay, but the sister, the, the, uh, the, oh gosh, I can't remember all the names now. Dina and Nina. Yeah. They're at the hospital as well. Okay, okay, okay. So it's just, it's just Rebecca and the brother. Yes. Okay. At 6.48 a.m. on July 16th, Adam Shacknai would place a weirdly worded 911 call from the mansion. Here's the quote. Yeah, I got a girl hung herself in the guest house. It's on Ocean Boulevard across from the hotel. Same place you come and got the kid yesterday. 
You came here yesterday to pick up a little boy. The 911 operator's response was, sir, I was not working yesterday. Yeah, what do you mean? Like, But I get why he probably didn't know the address. And he was also very panicked. So he probably was like, the big thing happened here yesterday. You probably remember it because we all do. And you probably need to come over here. Right. So some shit is going down again. He's in a traumatic situation. He's trying to process things at a rapid rate with an Ambien hangover. We've had Ambien discussions on here before. He stated that he woke up at 6.30 a.m. and headed over to the main house for coffee. And that's when he discovered Rebecca hanging from a second-story balcony of the main house. Hmm. She was completely nude. Her hands and feet were bound. She had a blue T-shirt in her mouth as a gag. That's what he's walking out to. So you can see why he would be a little rattled. And even if you knew. Just imagining that scene. My heart is is racing. Like I'm panicked. And I can't even imagine actually walking in on that scene and visualizing and trying to. First thing in the morning, you've still got Ambien in your system. You Mm -hmm. haven't had your coffee yet. I am shit before my coffee. I can't process anything. Also, this wasn't Jonah's main home. This is they were renting the Sparkles Mansion for the summer. So nice. You know what? Just let's pause on that. Just renting a mansion for the summer. Because it's got to come with staff, right? You don't just rent a mansion and then you're going to do all the cooking and cleaning still. Right. Because what's the point? Oh, a dream. A dream. Oh, a dream come true. Look at what happened in that dream house. Though. Well, I don't want that one. I'm thinking of the non, you know, haunted People mansion. <laughs> the non-haunted mansion. The one where the girl didn't hang herself. Where everyone's okay. Everyone's okay. Um, Ambien works fine. It's nobody's stabbed. Nobody's hung. Just, oh, would you like some, a croissant? Yes. You know what? I would like a croissant. You know what? That sounds heavenly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some jam. Would you like some jam? Yes. Yes. Some jam, girl, too. <laughs> do you take cream and sugar in your coffee? Girl, you know I do. All of this. Oh. And you're just sitting back, relaxing. I couldn't even imagine. Okay, sorry. Off on my little dream tangent. That's okay. Back to the poor girl who is my goodness in the courtyard. I don't find it strange at all that he didn't know the address. I just want to say that. Well, he like, just got into town. He just got into town. This isn't the main. This isn't Jonah's main address. I I don't know how close they are. Nothing that I read has ever stated it. You know how close I am with Drew or even with my brother, Trent. 
I don't even know what street Trent lives on. I could drive you there. Right. But exactly. if something happens in that house, I'm fucked because I don't know. I'm I'm going to have to run to the end yeah. of the street, like 10 houses down to see the address. And I know the street that Drew lives on, but I don't know the house number. Yeah. So if something traumatic happened there, I... Exactly. I, so... From that standpoint, I I totally get right. I and I kind of get the weirdly worded 911 call too because he's trying to process without coffee and still with Ambien in his system. Well, yeah, he's just awakened. He's still probably groggy from from the Ambien, and he probably is not even really oriented as to you know really where he is yet. He cuts her down and starts to perform CPR. Wow. That adrenaline must have like kicked in like overtime. Yes. He ran immediately to the kitchen to grab a knife. He dragged a table over to her body and climbed up on the table to cut her down. My God. He removed the t-shirt from her mouth and mm-hmm. he started CPR. My goodness. When police arrived, Rebecca's body is laying in the courtyard where it would lay uncovered so the media could circle in helicopters and get footage. So fuck you, everyone. The medical examiner arrived at 714 p.m. That's right. So that's that's over 12 hours. Yes. That she was just out in the open exposed the entire time why what what i don't what think kind of policing anything. is that? what i what i oh, oh, oh i don't know oh you know there's nothing that they can say that can defend that what the hell so the medical examiner that shows up over 12 fucking hours after the 911 call rules the death suicide by hanging <sighs> Okay. Hands and feet I, bound. I, I, hands I, bound behind her back. With a t-shirt stuffed in her mouth. That's suicide. The body of the shirt was wrapped three times around the noose and then around Rebecca's neck. The sleeves were double knotted and stuffed into her mouth. Ugh. Someone did this to her, in my opinion. I, I, I don't know how you... Look at that immediately as suicide. I mean, I'm no, I'm not a medical examiner, so I obviously have no credentials. All I have is a stupid microphone and my laptop, but that doesn't make any sense. He claimed that her injuries were consistent with a long drop as from the balcony that she was hanging off of. Rebecca had fractures of her left arm, of the hyoid bone, left thyroid cartilage, left cruciaid cartilage. He felt that she didn't go straight over the balcony, but rather at an angle. angle. Mm-hmm. And this caused her to come in contact with some plants under the balcony, causing multiple scrapes and contusions on her back, arms, and legs, in addition to the how injuries does, how to does her he, body. So where in the report does he talk about uh, how she tied her hands? together were her hands and feet bound yes 
Okay. Well, maybe he can. I, I mean, I'm sure it's in the report, right? Suicide by before you you stuff a t-shirt in your mouth and you bind your feet together and then you bind your hands together. Um, nope. You got to put the rope over your, I mean, then you got to, how do you get over the that? Okay. What the fuck happened? Yeah. When Rebecca returned from dinner on the 12th, she was texting and calling her older sister, Mary for approximately two hours. Mm-hmm. Mary states that her sister seemed like herself during the call. And that she promised to call Mary the next day. Okay. So she had plans. They had made tentative plans also for her to visit Missouri in the fall. Now, we can't just point at that and say she's not going to commit suicide when she has plans. I mean, look at Junior Seau. Yeah. Rest in peace. Right. Right. But Junior Seau had, he had. He had plans to go to Hawaii. Like, Everyone, all we heard about the first two weeks to the first month was like Mm -hmm. how nothing was wrong. Junior Mm -hmm. never would have done this. I talked to him. He was fine. I talked to him. He was fine. Everyone's saying that. And then once it takes time to sink in. Yeah. That started changing a few months out where everyone was starting to say, okay, there were signs. He was saying this. He was doing this. I tried to get him to, you know, I think Gary Plummer was saying he tried to get Junior to come up and stay with Mm -hmm. him and get away from everything. And so people did reach out and try to help. But my whole point of that is he had plans to go to Hawaii like the very next week. So people make plans and still commit suicide. Mm -hmm. So that alone to me, does not rule out Mm -hmm. suicide. And saying the family would have known, well, Junior's family claimed they didn't know at first as well. But then as time went on, that changed, and they started to realize, no, the signs were there. Now, that has not Mm -hmm. happened with Rebecca's family. Right. But for suicide... I could see how it could be ruled that not based on the, you know, the physical evidence and all that other stuff, because clearly it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, but, but maybe mentally she just had a break. Right. You know, this, this child that she clearly she cared for and loved and had this horrible, horrible accident on her watch. So I don't know. I I can't even imagine the guilt that I would feel. And not only that, I that's that you know that's going to affect your relationship mm-hmm. with your boyfriend. Yeah. Like and it could be like this could be the end of everything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we don't really know. Yeah. In that moment. Yeah. And we're about to really um ramp up the pressure on Rebecca here. She received a text message from Nina, Dina's twin, mm-hmm. at 1048, stating that Nina wanted to stop by Spreckle's mansion and talk to Rebecca about Max's fall. Because, mm-hmm. you know, she's still on that. You didn't give yeah. me info. Right. But also from, you know, that's my sister's child. And now, you know, I'm going to go into protection mode. Like, I want to know what the fuck happened. 
Right. I mean, I could see it from her side too. Like I, I want to know what the and, hell happened. Right. And you're going to give me answers. Even yeah. if you don't text message yeah. me back, I'm going right. to show up exactly. and you're going to give me fucking answers. And you're she did me, show yeah. up. Mm-hmm. There were reports of a woman outside the mansion trying to get in, but Rebecca was not answering the door. So Nina does admit, or sorry, Dina does admit. Now I'm getting a mixed mm-hmm. up. Wait. Nina. Nina. <laughs> Nina's the sister. Nina does admit that she stopped by. She does place herself at the mansion. Okay. Rebecca, even though Rebecca didn't respond to her text message, which mm-hmm. would have pissed me off even more if I was trying exactly. to get answers. Exactly. At 12.50 a.m. on the 13th, Rebecca listened to a voicemail and then deleted it. We don't know what that voicemail was. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, they could never retrieve it. Hmm. Right. Hmm. Which seems convenient since Jonah says it was from him, informing her that Max's condition was now worsening and that Max was not expected to survive. I could see how that would have pushed her. Like, that might have been, like, the trigger. Right. Between that and... And Nina is demanding answers mm-hmm. and she's showing up. She's not just texting. Exactly. Max would eventually pass away on July 16th. I just want oh. to mention that. But at this point, he was still alive. He just, his condition was worsening. Mm-hmm. Police have never been able to corroborate that the voicemail was from Jonah or what the voicemail said because they were never able to retrieve the voicemail, which I still just think seems so sus to me because. Yeah, I mean, that's 2011. I feel like you could have gotten. This isn't. Voicemail. Right. This isn't like 1980. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you recorded over your your answering mach- machine cassette tape. <laughs> right. Yeah. We can't get that back. Right. They didn't power up Rebecca's cell phone because they were afraid they would overwrite important data contained in the phone since her phone was a newer model that they weren't familiar with. Well, it doesn't just wipe itself when you turn it on. What kind of cell phone is that? Wouldn't you be pissed off if you got a cell phone every time you turn it on? It's, you know, all brand new. You don't have no music files. Your picture's gone. Man. What kind of logic is that? We did. We were afraid we were going to overwrite something. This is a freaking Mission Impossible. Turn the damn phone on. Turn the damn phone on. And I also don't understand why police departments don't have one or two guys who are IT guys. This is something they're constantly, it seems like, bumping up against in stories that we cover or that we hear about or read about. Like, somebody needs to know this shit because this is the direction that we're moving. Yeah, you. I mean, it doesn't – why you wouldn't be – staffed up to to handle these new technological challenges is beyond me. Exactly. They left the phone off 
and attempted to find forensic technology that would allow them access to the data in the phone. Rather than the on button. Okay. And maybe finding, maybe asking your fucking teenager. Like, hey, when you turn the phone on, does it just wipe everything out? And, oh, no, it doesn't. Hey, everybody, let's turn the phone on. I bet, I bet my, I bet if I gave that phone to any of my nieces or nephews, my teenage nieces or nephews, they could power that shit up and get that voicemail like that. I mean, at 2011, what are we talking about? Like a Motorola Razor or something like that? <laughs> right? Right. The chocolate bar that was supposed to be look like a candy bar or whatever. It was <laughs> the brick. I mean, we're not talking super duper sophistication. A fucking month later, they finally gave up trying to obtain the software, apparently. And a detective powered Rebecca's cell phone on. Please don't, don't, don't say they turned it on and they found what they were looking for. Now, of course they did. And they didn't even request the cell phone company attempt to retrieve the deleted voicemail from their servers, which could be done. My God. By the time police performed a search using forensic technology on September 21st, They were unable to obtain any new information. Yeah. Genius. Yep. So let's go back to the the suicide theory. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the scene in the bedroom. So the rope was tied with a slip knot to one leg of the bed. On the floor lay a plastic garbage bag a small paintbrush, a large paintbrush, a large kitchen knife, and a small kitchen knife. And there was a tube of black paint that was found under the plastic bag. The knots used to bind Rebecca's hand and feet have been reported to be nautical knot. Okay. The type of knots were a clean hitch knot and a slip knot. They're not used exclusively in boating. Mm-hmm. A slip knot is very easy to do. Right. But the, yeah. The cleat hitch knot is trickier. This knot is most commonly, though not exclusively, used in sailing. Was she a sailor? I believe she'd been out on a boat a few times, but the more interesting fact is that Adam Shackney was a sailor and had been a captain and knew his way around not his interview with the police i find is very interesting because it didn't sound the way he was talking like he thought it was suicide really at the knots himself and, and to me the way he was talking he didn't think that she did that to herself based on the knots So the rope she hung herself with was tied to the left foot of the bed with a slip knot. It led out the double doors in the bedroom and over the balcony railing. Only the one side of the bed was pulled slightly away from the wall. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Those hands being bound behind her back just tripped me out. Yeah, that is. 
But the medical examiner says her right hand was easily removed from the bindings by slipping the hand through the rope loops. Now, I don't know. I mean, is that because she was dead and she was fully relaxed? I. But she had the end of the rope that tightened the bindings grasped in her hand, according to the medical examiner. So this forms the police theory that she put the binding on one wrist in front of her body, then put her hands behind her back to slip uh-huh. her other hand in. And then she tightened it. it tight. But my God, like if you're going to kill yourself, this is a really drastic time consuming way to do it. Very dramatic. There is a lot of self-hatred in going over a balcony naked, leaving yourself naked and exposed for everyone to see. That, I mean, that really is, oh, I mean, that's, that's a lot. But again, she'd experienced this horrible traumatic event and it was only going to get worse. There was no, nothing was going to get better the way she, maybe the way she was thinking. I just don't, I mean, it just seems like a, a lot of effort for something that seemed maybe very, like, in the moment. Yes. Yes, that's that's a very, very valid point. And something to definitely look at, because you could take, a bottle of pills mm-hmm. and go to sleep. Like this was something that took a lot of work. Yeah. I just don't know. It, it. Well, let's look at the footprints in the balcony. So the bottom of Rebecca's feet were dirty as mm-hmm. was the balcony that she mm-hmm. went over. Her footprints were the only ones on the balcony. So the balcony was very dusty and dirty. Mm. And this this is the part of the case that really has hung me up mm-hmm. that I keep coming back to time and time again, aside from how much labor it was and the fact that she chose to do it naked if this is suicide. Mm-hmm. What hangs me up is how is it not suicide if Rebecca's footprints are the only ones on a dirty balcony. Yeah. There was a boot print that was later matched to a police officer at the scene, but that's it. There was no evidence of a struggle of someone tossing her over the balcony. And it was far enough from the doors that they mm-hmm. couldn't just chuck her over all the right. way across the balcony and have her go off. I think... I think this is this is the culmination of a lot of things. Well, there's more. So there was no evidence of a struggle mm-hmm. anywhere. We should note that as well. But here's another weird thing. Painted on the bedroom door in block lettering were the words, she saved him. Can you save her? She saved him. Can you save her? So the police say that was a suicide note. 
I, I mean, I, she's saved too. Maybe she didn't save him, so there was no way you can save her. I, I don't even know how to interpret that. Yeah. It just, Unless it's, she had a break and nothing was making sense. That's what I would point to. But also, yeah, I mean, it would just. Mm, yeah, maybe she just it was all just too much. And. She was close. Maybe she was close, teetering on the edge as it was. And maybe Jonah's phone call coupled with Nina's text messages and showing up at the house. Maybe that was just. And it was all just. Her family swears that's not her handwriting, but. Mm -hmm. I don't know that anyone would recognize my writing when I write on the the board, like at work yeah. or when I would do it in the classroom. It's very different than when you're writing things out. And my guess is if you're having some sort of a psychotic break, maybe you're not thinking too much about penmanship. Exactly. Black paint was found on Rebecca's hand and torso. Mm-hmm. The rope she was hanging from one mm-hmm. paintbrush, the paint tube, and the door out to the balcony. It was also found on her nipples, which is weird to me, but not on her gag. And there was no sign anywhere that she had wiped it down on anything. There were no towels. There were no. And if you're going to go wash it off your hands, why aren't you washing it off the rest of you? Maybe she was, see, now here goes my mind. Maybe she's she's gagging herself. She's put the T-shirt in her mouth. She's screaming, crying into the T-shirt. Then she does all the painting. It gets on her. She does the ropes, and that's the end. As someone who has trouble breathing, it's hard for me to imagine putting something in my mouth first, but... That could be what happened. Now, her fingerprints were on the guest room entry door jam, the balcony door, the large knife, and the bed jam, the balcony door, the paint tube, and the bed leg next to the rope. They couldn't fingerprint the rope. Mm -hmm. There was one child's fingerprint and one unidentified adult print on the bed frame but not near the foot of the bed where the rope was tied off. However, if someone's wearing gloves, there's not going to be fingerprints anywhere. I just don't think, I I don't think it was anybody else. The rope she was hanging from contained Rebecca's DNA. There was possible DNA on the rope, but the sample was too small to test. So they ruled no other DNA was discovered on the rope. But if it was rope laying around the house that somebody had used before, I don't, I mean, it's just so awful either way, whether it was foul play, whether she, you know, ended her own life. It's tragic all around because Max and Rebecca are both gone. Right. And it was 
truly an, uh, just a terrible, terrible accident that set off all of this. And it's just so, so tragic. It's heartbreaking. It is. Oxygen did an investigation. They did a series called Death mm-hmm. at the Mansion uh-huh. with your favorite, Paul Holes. Ooh. Yes. Jensen and Holes. Jensen and Holes. So Paul Holes said, for me, the biggest thing in my mind that I really want to dig further, dig into further, is the amount of damage to her neck. If this was truly a long drop execution hanging, I would expect a lot more trauma. If not near decapitation, broken neck internal decapitation or full decapitation after this victim had dropped nine to 10 feet. Maybe she hesitated. According to Paul, the forces on the body are immense in execution style hanging. And he believes the evidence seems more consistent with manual strangulation rather than hanging. Huh? Yes. Famed pathologist. Cyril Weck also questioned the cause of death after Mm. conducting a second autopsy on Zahao's body. He said she was strangled and was dead or dying before she was lowered off the deck. Huh. And Weck, I wanted to say that, you know, he, I believe he testified in the Zahao family's civil suit Mm -hmm. against Adam Shackney. And we'll get to Adam in a minute and why they think it was him. But Wecht basically felt like she was lowered because if she had gone over the deck on her own, gravity would have carried her down full force. It's a Mm -hmm. nine foot drop and it would have either ripped her head off or partially decapitated her. Wow. See, that's why you have people who are smart doing these investigations, not just a old black lady talking into a microphone. Right. Because everything that we were looking at up till this point and to, to see like the medical examiner isn't looking at the fact that there's only one set of footprints on the balcony because mm-hmm. that's not Weck's job. His job is to look at what happened to her body and her injuries right. and come to a conclusion from that. Exactly. And his conclusion from that was that Zahao had suffered four blows to the head, leaving her partially or fully unconscious during an alleged attack. Really? Even if her scalp hit bushes, that kind of impact would not produce the hemorrhaging. That's what he's saying. We're talking about contusions on the top of the head. So even as the body is falling down, let's say there are branches, how do you get bruises on the top top of the head head. as the body is falling vertically downward? Huh. One of the knives was covered in Rebecca's menstrual blood. It was found on all four sides of the knife. What? Well, you know, when you have your period, how your blood just goes everywhere. Like on the handle of knives. Oh, God, I hate that when I'm like cutting up an apple in the kitchen. Like, oh, there's blood all over my knife. Oh, my God. I. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. This is making my stomach hurt. There were no fingerprints on that knife. How could there not be? But on the larger knife that was found in the bedroom without the blood on it. Yeah. Rebecca's fingerprints were on the blade of that knife. And crime scene analysts found a mixture of DNA from at least two people. Really? On that knife. But the sample provided an insufficient amount of information for conclusions or comparisons. This is... (sighs) But the medical examiner, the original medical examiner, ruled that there was no evidence of sexual assault. I don't... (sighs) But so then how does, okay, how does the blood get there? How? You know, how it just spurts when we're on our period. It's the men doing these autopsies. They don't fucking know. The cops, like. pissing me off. So. This was such an elaborate. I mean, maybe that was the point. We don't know Rebecca personally. We don't know her personality. She'd been through a traumatic 48 hours. She adored Max. Everyone Mm. says that they had this great relationship. She was clearly worried about Dina. She has Nina harassing her because she clearly wants answers. Right. And you're your sister's protector. And this is your beloved nephew. Right. Your sister's only son. Of course, you're going to be forceful if you're not getting the answers that you think you deserve or that you want. So that's extra pressure. And I'm not saying that Nina was wrong to do that at all. Right. I'm just saying from Rebecca's standpoint, like all of the pressures that were kind of for Max's death, but that doesn't mean she didn't feel responsible for it. Right. (sighs) Well, there was only, so, well, there, there was only other one person at the house and that is, that the brother right. that we know of is the brother that we I thought was like superhero dude. But has the weird tie in with the nautical knots. And there were reports that Adam was watching Asian bondage porn. Mm. OK. And that that was one of the some of the basis of the Zahau's civil suit as well, mm-hmm. because it's an awfully big coincidence that. That he just so, so happens to be watching this and then. She's bound like she it, is. Yeah. Yeah. But the porn was accessed on a main house computer and he was staying in the guest house. Are you going to go into the main house to watch your Asian bo- porn? You're, sorry. Are you going to go into the main house to watch your Asian bondage porn when you can just relax out in the guest house? Right. And watch it on your cell phone. That seems very strange. Unless he didn't know that he did it from the main house. He's on it. You know, I, I don't know. I've I've never been on Ambient, so I don't I don't know. If oh, that's all a good that, point. That whole, you know, kind of twilight sleep where you're. I have friends who say they do things and don't remember they did them. 
But, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I ate ice cream or I ate, you know, a sleeve of cookies, not I found and gagged Asian. and murdered someone and right. there's somebody I over the balcony. Porn and then went and killed my brother's girlfriend in the same way of the porn that I was watching. That just seems, I mean, talk about a lot. One report I read stated it was done by an airline account, which could mean Adam. Could be. He'd just flown. Someone representing the family stated that Rebecca would never watch porn, but come on. I mean, we don't know. There's no shame in it. It's a yeah. weird coincidence, but we don't want to kink shame anyone. And right. it's perfectly normal for I'm, more and more women are watching porn. Yeah, I mean. There's nothing to be ashamed of. What? If that's what if that's what she was, you know, if that's what she was watching, okay, fine. But yeah, it's just it would then be just a strange coincidence. Either way, it is a weird coincidence. Some have stated that this was a hit on Rebecca, like Nina and Dina, like in that short for this in that that short short amount amount of of time. But not only that, why not just shoot her and be done with it? Why would you go through all the trouble of yeah, staging that seems, that a That sounds ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not buying that. And that. No, manner. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And a hit in retaliation for a child who was still alive at the time. Right. I mean, maybe you'd be angry enough that you're telling Jonah that bitch is never watching my child again because look our child is almost dead but But i don't know that you're in i mean i know that sounds like something out of the sopranos it's just not you know you're a grieving mother exactly and i can't even bear i couldn't even bear the thought of having to you know you know Schedule arrangements, do the arrangements for my child, let alone, okay, I'm also going to coordinate a hit in like 36 hours as well. No, it's far-fetched. I don't, mm-mm. I agree. I, I think the hit is definitely out. I think if anyone else did it, it was likely Adam, allegedly, if it was him. The court did award her family a settlement. Reenactments show that it it's possible to bind the hands, mm-hmm. slip it behind the back, and slide the other in. But if she didn't, like, halfway catch herself on the fall, then the whole theory about, well, her, you know, the injuries would have been greater. So I, that leads me away from suicide. Right. We have experts who are bringing up questions. I mean, yeah. when it's when Paul Holes talks, everyone shuts the fuck up and listens for a reason. <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. he is really good at not just towing the blue line. He's really good at looking at cases and coming up with questions like my I, he always says, well, my first question would be, why didn't they do this? Right. Or, My first question would be, why didn't they look at this? He brings all of those years of experience with him, and 
he's so good at analyzing crime scenes and coming up with questions. Mm -hmm. Plus, he knows what should happen at a crime scene as a detective, what should be done, what wasn't done. He Mm -hmm. brings that stuff up. And then when you add his opinions, Mm -hmm. him examining the evidence and add on top of that an expert like like Wecht Mm -hmm. stating he doesn't think that this was suicide. To me, I think there's just open questions. There's questions that need answers. And they did reopen the case, but they came to the same conclusion. And I think, in my opinion, maybe it's just easier. You don't ever want to admit that you're wrong. You know, in these kinds of cases, it it opens you up for liability. Right. Right. And for being sued. So. You tend to cover, and we've seen that over and over again, too, where they'll cover for bad cops or they'll cover for cases. In this case, I don't think that it was a cop who did this that they had to cover for, but they fucking left a body for 12, over 12 hours. I think there was, yeah, I think there was, you know, some, you know. Definite mistakes. Some mistakes and I don't know if corners were, I don't know. But I still think that even though the official conclusion is that it's suicide, I think there's still open questions. And, you know, I don't know that we will ever find out for sure. No, they definitely did not cross their T's and dot their I's. Yeah. And this is one of those cases that I think will probably be debated for a long time. Oh, extremely. Yeah. Yeah. Because it it doesn't have that clear cut Mm -hmm. one or the other. Right. There are arguments for both sides. Right. And at the end of the day, we've got a little boy that had a tragic accident and someone who cared for him very much. Also, who's who's not here, who. It's sad all the way around. And I feel extremely bad for Rebecca's family and I feel horrible for Dina as well because you don't ever like reading that any parent loses a child so all around it it's just a very tragic yeah very tragic so what do you think listeners you can let us know on our Facebook page you can let us know on Twitter you can let us know on Instagram (sighs) we love to hear your opinions yes Tell us what you think. And if we have enough, if we have enough people weighing in, we will do a post-mortem episode on it. Yeah. Maybe we'll read some of your opinions. Yes. That'd be great. Yes. All right. Well, stay safe out there, people. Stay very safe. Bye. Bye.